Welcome back to the TTPA, Titani Talks Pirkei Avos. This year we'll be talking Mishnah of Pirkei Avos per day with sagely commentary and practical advice to say. We are in Chapter 2 of Season 5 with the commentary of the Sparno and the translation and explanatory notes of Rabbi Pelkovitz. We are in 2-1, Perek Bet, Mishnah Aleph, Chapter 2-1. Starting with a wonderful phrase that starts off the Prakam. Call Yisrael Haba. All of Israel, all of Israel has a share in the world to come. All you have to do is try to grab it, do the mitzvahs, do the ches of Torah learning as much as you can, and do as many mitzvahs as you can to counteract Averos in order to grab it. Shnebar, as it says, Vi'amich Kulam Sadikim. Your people are all righteous. The Olam Yershu Aretz, they shall inherit the land forever. Netzer Mata'im, the branch of my planting, Ma'aseya, die the work of my hands, my handiwork, Lehispa'er, in which to take pride. Isn't it interesting? This is the phrase that leads us to Perkyavos. Why is this the phrase that leads us to Perkyavos? I think on some level, maybe it might be that a lot of the phrases, a lot of the sayings, a lot of the practical, moral, ethical advice of sages might be very difficult for a lot of people, might seem out of grasp, unattainable for many people, might seem scary for many people, and they might be disheartened, and they might say, oh man, I can't do this anyway, I'm never going to get it, I'm not going to be Zoha Chasushom to Olam Haba, I'm not going to be able to do these things, so therefore we learn, no, everyone has a share in the world to come, everyone is granted the ability to have a share in the world to come, we are all considered righteous. We just have to do the actions, do the mitzvahs, do the chesed that shows that we are righteous. We have to put in the work, the hishtadlis, mishnah by mishnah, little by little, to get our planting, to get our nachala, to get our Yerusha from Hashem, but we're all zocha to get it. We just have to realize we have to put in the work, put in the hishtadlis, just like Hashem tells on Rosh Hashanah how much money we're going to earn. We just have to do the hishtadlis to get it. He's going to decide exactly what house and car and job we're going to have. We have to do our hishtadlis. So too, in ethical, moral teachings, we're zocha to a portion. We just have to work at it and to get it. And that's what leads us into the Mishnahs themselves. Rabbi Omer, Rabbi says here in 2.1, Which is the proper path that a man should choose for himself? What should you do in your life that shows a good path, that shows a righteous path, a proper path? That which brings glory to himself and earns him the esteem of fellow man. But how do you do such a thing? We don't do it for egotistical purposes. We don't do it just for ourselves. We don't do it because of ourselves. We do it for others, for the splendor of the world and the splendor of Hashem to make a kiddush Hashem as much as we can. How do we do these things? We do things by being involved, performing a minor mitzvah like a major mitzvah. Be careful with all mitzvahs that you do in order to really bring glory to the world. Be careful, very careful with even a minor mitzvah, like a major mitzvah. People might say, what's the difference? Something like Shiloh HaKan is given the same reward as Kibbutz Aim, which is a very difficult mitzvah for many, many people. Shiloh HaKan, you just send away the mother, mother bird, 
And of course, it's up for debate if it's a cruel mitzvah, not cruel mitzvah. We're not talking about that right now. The idea is if you want the egg, you need the egg for some reason. you got to send away the mother not to give her the pain of seeing the child be taken away, the egg be taken away. Not such a difficult mitzvah. You just shoot away and grab the egg. But, you know, taking care of others, respecting others, you know, doing things. There are many, many mitzvahs that are very, very difficult. We don't know... The reward of mitzvahs, Pirkei is about to tell us, we got to do what we can to treat each mitzvah respectfully. Even one that has barely any effort involved versus one that has a lot of effort. For you do not know the reward given for the respective mitzvahs. Obviously, sometimes Hashem tells us, like, We know it says, You'll have lengthened days. And we know there's Steinmaker. Also, different things you get different rewards for, but usually we don't know the reward for mitzvahs. And sometimes we don't even fathom a mitzvah. Like Para Aduma, we don't understand the concept behind. Even Shalom Melech and Moshe Rabbeinu couldn't really understand it. Calculate the loss of a mitzvah against its reward. What do you lose out by skipping out on a mitzvah? What do you not gain by missing out on a mitzvah? Someone had a baby. Mazel tov. someone lost someone, Rahman al-Litzlan, and they have a meal train, and you could easily sign up, but you click off of that link, you close that email, you close that chat. What could you have gained? What are you losing by not doing that mitzvah? What could you have got for yourself had you thought about what's lost versus the reward? Think about what you lose out by not doing that mitzvah. The reward of a sin against its cost. Think about what you really lose. Really lose if you do an Avera versus if you could fight off the Avera. Granted, we're all human. Many times we stumble and fall, but the Pasik tells us, a phrase that I often live by. Many times we fall, but we got to get up again. You fall, you sin, you get back up again. Try to better the next time. Try better the next ability, the next outcome, the next time you're in that same situation, that's real tshuva. If you can stand up the next exact same situation and, and do better, the Ramam teaches, that's real tshuva. So think about what is gained versus what is lost when Avera is done. Histaka b'shlosha devarim. Think about three things. Consider three things. Veina tabali de Avera, and you won't come to sin. Damala mala mimcha. Think about what is above you. Hashem is above you. Ayin Roa, he sees everything. He has a watchful eye. The Ozen Shamas, he hears everything. He has an attentive ear. All of your deeds are recorded in a book. So these are different ways that we could try to go about the proper way of life. Do things that bring glory to Hashem, glory to people around you. Be careful with all kinds of mitzvahs, not just a light, quote-unquote, mitzvah or a heavy mitzvah, quote-unquote. Realize you don't know the reward of mitzvahs. Think about what is lost versus what's gained when you skip out on a mitzvah, God forbid. Think about what's lost or what is gained when you do an avera and about to do an avera, God forbid. Think about three things that could help you not sin, that Hashem is above you and sees everything and hears everything and writes everything down. Let's see what the Sparno has to say. The Tana teaches that all of the numerous occupations which are available to a person in this transitory life, a man should choose from among those which are within his reach, the type which brings glory to the one who pursues it. One should not, however, choose an occupation which is regarded with disdain. As our sages say, happiest he who works as a perfumer, woe is to he who works as a tanner. Kedushin points out, the Gemara talks about how smelly that profession was. It was a very rankant smell, bad odor to be involved in such a profession. In addition, a person should choose an occupation in which he is capable of excelling. 
using your talents I talk about all the time in all my shows, and thereby earn the praise and esteem of his fellow men, for he will have more success in this line of work. You might be a good accountant, a good bank teller, but if you have a passion for working with animals, a passion for trains, a passion for this or that, why are you in the wrong field? You will esteem yourself, do much more better in the line of work where you actually have the talents to really excel, to really get forward. Loss against the reward. Calculate the loss of a mitzvah. That is, assess the loss of a mitzvah performance will cause you in your temporal affairs, even though such temporal concerns undoubtedly serve a purpose. Against the eternal reward you will gain by performing the mitzvah, which is infinite. Also, calculate the reward of a sin, the perceived benefit in worldly terms that one gains by performing a sin against the resulting loss in the world to come. For there is undoubtedly no comparison or likeness between them, since this one is eternal, while the other one is ephemeral. Know what's above you. Know what is above you. Realize the greatness of the king against whom you are rebelling when you commit a sin. Know also that in spite of his grandeur, he does not refrain from observing the deeds of lowly mortal beings. Rather, an eye observes and ear listens, and your deeds are written. Know that heavenly punishment for transgression does not come immediately. Do not let this postponement mislead you, for all your deeds are recorded in a book. Ultimately, you will be rewarded or punished for them. Understand there are different levels of Averos. You know, we say Chatasi, Vizi, Pashati. What's the difference? Chatasi, a lot of times we can't control ourselves. We had an overwhelming need to smell that McDonald's and just inhale it. A VC, you know, you 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 were, went against Hashem, but you didn't really mean to to such an extent. And Pashati, you know, you wanted to rebel against Hashem. There are different levels. We have to atone for all the things we do against Hashem. But granted, sometimes we're overtaken by the Yitzhahara. That's a different level. Then if you willfully, purposefully say, I'm going to do this to spite you, God. The notes point out, the Sforno interprets Rabbi's dictum, that which brings glory to himself and earns him the esteem of fellow men and establishing two criteria by which a person should choose his occupation. First, it should be an occupation that is dignified and satisfying, which gives one a sense of self-respect. I myself love being an OT. I find it wonderful, very satisfying. I feel a lot of self-respect working with kids in the school system throughout all the years. I also feel wonderful satisfaction from doing the podcast. Hopefully being live on the radio one day would be fantastic. Second, the individual should take pride in his profession and strive to excel so that others will recognize his excellence. I love what I do. I've loved being an OT for years. I love doing the show, trying to help people on all the shows. I hope it helps people. This will encourage him to retain superiority in his field of endeavor and improve upon it. In the Talmudic passage in Kedushin cited by Sparno, various occupations are discussed. Although they're all utilitarian and reproductive, some are considered praiseworthy, while others are not. So remember, these are ways to try to get about, sorry for the longer today, these are ways to get about following the right path. You know, bringing glory to those around you, finding an occupation that really helps the world, that you can excel with your talents and abilities, have dignified self-respect, making sure you're careful in all types of mitzvahs, you don't know the reward, making sure to think about what you lose when you miss out on a mitzvah, think about what you gain when you do a mitzvah, think about what you lose when you stumble and fall, think about that Hashem is above you listening, watching, writing all of your things every single day. Join us next time as we talk about how good Torah comes with Derech Eretz and what that means here on the TTPA, and I'm your host, Tani.